of last time on Subslide Dubslide. At least this time we don't have any licensed music, but they did still sort of try this like rock instrumental sort of vibe to this one that, I mean, not for me. Just it was ass, and you know who was on Broly this, Broly that. Like, what did, what does Broly warrant, like, to be even talked about besides just destroying any form of logical conversations about Dragon Ball? He's this, this big old goofball. Like, he's not, like, really. What does he do? Okay, so Trunks in the future, and then we have the present. And maybe some people stop and think, okay, well, Trunks comes from the future, and it's the present, so there's two timelines. But I want to present to those people that they would be dead fucking wrong. He's on his hands and knees and he's in back in his white face form. And I was like, this is it. This is it. One big bang attack later and it's over, baby. <laughs> and this nigga just has his hands stretched out to him. And I'm like, he got his hand just kind of there. Just a little too long, don't he? <laughs> and Freeze is getting pissed off and he's going crazy. He's going mad. And then all of a sudden, this nigga pulls a Namek on Earth. And now, season two of Subsly Dubsly. And welcome back, everybody, to season two of Subsly Dubsly, a comprehensive anime podcast. It's your man, Versace Vegeta, aka Jay. And I'm here with my illustrious co-host, D. What's poppin', dog? Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, D. We are back. It, it's been a while. I know. Don't get mad at us. Please don't. I know. But we're here. I'm here. Brother Jay's here. We about to go crazy. Yes, sir. Listen, this was all by design, people, okay? Look, we know it's been a while, but we had... To spend some time in the hyperbolic time chamber, we had to get down to the nitty gritty. Realize, listen, what is it gonna take for us to get to that next level? And we realized we gotta get down to the roots. You know what I'm saying? And that's to mm-hmm. make sure that we n- let y'all know the true history, the true lore of the Saiyans. Yeah, the real, the real deal. Not that phony, not the misconceptions, the real deal, dude. The real That's deal. right. This is stuff, you know what I'm saying? Listen, the, the dub might have it might have switched up on you. I'm not gonna lie to you. The dub might have told you some things. Some <laughs> other older dubs might have told you some other things, you know. But yeah. this is gonna be info. We're getting straight from the data books, man. We're getting straight from people who have broken this down for several years. Okay. This is info. You might not readily find just from watching the show, but if you dig in the crates, man, it's all there for you. Yeah. But before we get into all of that, man, before we even start with season two, man, let, let's 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 catch up, bro. My man D, how have you been, bro? It's been some time. No, it's been a minute, y'all, but I, I've been good for the most part, you know. We 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 done had a season pass by yo. It's been a it's been a few months. A lot has changed. Everything's changed, but for the most part, things have been good. Uh, 
as far as my entertainment goes, I, I've been watching a lot of anime, which is crazy because yeah. I usually, you know, I'm not, I'm not the one to be like, it, it, like we talk about anime, but as far as me picking like multiple anime to watch, like eh, that ain't me anymore. But I've okay. been I've been tuning in. I've been tuning in to a bunch of old stuff from the seventies all the way up to to the two thousands. I haven't What's reached the twenty. Oh, Rose of Resiles. That yeah, that yeah. stood out. That's like that's timeless. That we t- talk about like a classic shoujo. That's it. Like I I, I think that's that's aging gracefully to this day. Um, Yo, Ashino I love Joe. Rose of yeah. yeah, that it, it that, like the, the good old seventy stuff. Uh, some old school Gundam, you know how that goes. You know, see Char put the whole series on his back. You know, but you know, I, I know Gundam heads gonna kill me. Like, oh, Gundam is great. Gundam's great, and Gundam is great. But uh, we we have to admit, yo, yeah, that boy Char, he, he was carrying that. He was carrying that. He was carrying the series for a bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's very wrong. real. Okay, like. <laughs> When it comes to that old school UC Gundam, I mean, you might like Amuro Ray, but that's not what I'm watching, bro. Yeah, we're not watching. <laughs> we're not. We're not ruling for it. We, you know what it is. But I've been into the classics. You know what I'm saying? A couple of 2000 stuff has, you know, took me off. Like, I've been really watching Monster again, which I'm glad that people are getting a chance to watch it. It's on Netflix. Hell so, yeah. you know, all, all the stuff that I used to. Oh yeah, for sure. Like yo, if you haven't watched that, to me, it has the best villain of all time. I, I don't want to say too much, but to me, that series has honestly one of the best villains in the the medium. So that I'm just glad to look at stuff that I grew up watching, you know, and still being able to enjoy it. Because I know there's a lot of stuff. A lot of people could say like, yo. I just put this on and this this is really garbage now. Why did I like it? But for me, the classics that I've been tuning into, like, nah, it still does its thing. So other than that, I, I've been great. I've been great. How about life's you, Brother good, Jay? Man, man I, I'm not going to lie to you. Life's been good. Life's been really great, man. Had a chance to do a little bit of traveling, you know, since last evening. Had a chance to really catch up on some anime, just different shows in general, man. I've been absorbing so much media and really just trying to get back to the the Dragon Ball roots as well, man. Like I haven't, as, for as much uh, as I have watched, I haven't watched a lot of Dragon Ball, you know, during the in between. Right, didn't want to burn out on it or anything like that. But sure. definitely, I uh, spent a lot of time watching Bleach. I went back from the beginning of the Arankar arc, like right from when uh ishin reveals himself as a soul reaper uh mm. and went all the way through the rest of the original anime and then uh, of course skipping filler and whatnot i'm a manga <laughs> head when it comes to bleach yeah. so I, you wasn't gonna catch me watching nothing about no damn bounce hoes or no <laughs> <laughs> yo he wasn't watching the bleach episode he was gonna watch a beach episode brother <laughs> You wasn't gonna catch me watching the stuff about like the Shinigami, uh, the Zanpakuto spirits and stuff. Even though that is pretty good as a filler, uh, yeah, I just wasn't down to watch. Yeah, he was. <laughs> catch you, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. Anybody got time for that? No, <laughs> bro. I, if I wasn't reading it when the manga was coming out weekly, I'm not watching it now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. But um, yeah, man, like it's it's one of those things where I, I was really like 
I was really deep into reading the, the Bleach manga when it came out weekly back in the day. So, of course, with the Thousand Year Blood War anime um, being out now, I've watched the entire first quarter of that, maybe watched those episodes like two, three times each. I got to say, y'all, listen, if you ever did fuck with Bleach, please, please, please take the time to watch Thousand Year Blood War. Like, it's it's everything I personally have been waiting on for the past 10 years um, and then some, like it's not just a true rendition of what they brought to the manga. There's parts of the manga that maybe didn't get full explanation that tight Kubo is directly overseeing uh, to make sure that that gets explained. So uh, big ups to Thousand Year Blood War for sure. Uh, one of my favorite new anime out, uh, considering it was always one of my favorite animes. It's not surprising. Um, I've gone back and started watching Guyver, the bio boosted armor. Um, really love that anime from the mid two thousands and even the, the, um, original eighties, nineties version. Um, uh, been watching a lot of Saint Seiya lately too. Uh, just cause I mean, that's your class, a lot of classic shonen, um, story tropes come from yeah, Saint yeah. and just really like getting down into the nitty gritty, man. I'm, wa- I'm trying to watch any series that has a really good villain right now you know like you mentioned monster stuff like that um finally getting on that legend of galactic heroes train you know what i'm saying like you know we, we got we, there's a lot of good villains out in anime and who knows man like maybe one day we'll cover all of that but uh yeah, for sure that'd be, that'd be interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what i mean but uh in the meantime until we do uh, we're going to be talking about plenty of Saiyans, and uh, there's been a lot of really cool uh, just Dragon Ball lore that we've been able to go over. So to g- give you all a really good um, preview of what you can expect this season in total, uh, like I said, we will be going over the Saiyans. Today we'll be going over the history of the Saiyans in total, right? So you can expect to find out a little bit more about where the Saiyans came from, what makes a Saiyan a Saiyan, their history uh, uh, between planet Sadala and planet Plant, um, their history into what led them to joining King Cold's army, and then their eventual downfall. Um, from after, from therefore, uh, every episode after this week, y'all can expect us to go in depth into specific characters that are Saiyans. So, of course, you know your Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, Goten, Trunks, uh, stuff like that. Um, we'll also be covering some of the different Saiyans that, you know, maybe didn't have such a heavy um, bearing on the story. So, you know, your Universe 6 Saiyans, Team Bardock, King Vegeta, both Brolies, things like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 talk about them just a little bit uh, throughout this season, and uh, we definitely hope to teach y'all a thing or two. Yeah. But... With all that said, man, let's get into it today. The history of the Saiyans. Let's go. So, my man, D, before we even get started onto the history of the Saiyans, man, um, I know this is one of my favorite races in all of anime. Clearly, like, just a warrior race, always battle-hardened, battle-tested. What are some things that stand out about the Saiyans particularly, you know, outside of just like the fact that they they yell and get strong, right? <laughs> yeah. that, uh, have always resonated with you with the Saiyans. Oh man. I'm I, I don't know if anybody doesn't know. I'm not really the biggest Vegeta fan. I can appreciate what he does for the story, but I am not the biggest fan of him. He's a good character. But for the most part, 
I love when he talks about saying pride. Like that just stick that just the whole the concept of saying pride. It just does something for me, man. Like it's something that I've made. I've put it. It's, I made it accustomed to my life. Really, that saying yeah. pride just though that just that philosophy, the way how they think, more so the pride. Like the, it's just the confidence. You know what I'm saying? That's just something that you can incorporate in your daily life. So I, I always liked. I always liked. The whole idea of saying pride, forget about the strength, and uh, we, 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 and, and and don't get me wrong, I do like the idea of you know being to near death and you know getting a power up because there's you know to me, I just symbolize it with you know being beaten up so badly and still being able to come back 10 times stronger, you know. So, those are those are still those are things that can motivate you, but I really like the, the whole concept of saying pride, it's it's really something that. I feel like that's that that's what really separates the Saiyans. Forget the transformations, all of that. Just the Saiyan pride and Vegeta being just ever so ever so arrogant about it. You know, that's that just makes them that just that just for me that does it for me. Period. I'm right there with you when it comes to Saiyan pride, it, especially with how it's been explained now, even in uh, Dragon Ball Super, as like yeah. something that's like, hey, like. This is not just pride in you being a Saiyan, but it's pride in doing everything that you can um, to to reach the goal that you're trying to reach. I absolutely fuck with that philosophy. Um, yeah, not not just that, but like the perseverance, man. You know, like that, that's something that resonates with resonates with me d- directly. Like when you push a Saiyan to the brink, they will always come back from it as long as they survive. And when they yeah. come back from it, they come back from it that much stronger and that's just something that like like i said resonates with me personally um it's something that you can't help but admire uh because it's just like damn like these guys you can put them through anything put them in a whole blender but as long as they got that one hp left you know what i mean as long as- <laughs> yeah. hell yeah <laughs> and that's how you gotta be sometimes in the real world like as long as i'm still here you know what i'm saying i got a fighting chance you really can't you, you can't put anything in front of a saying that they won't try to uh work their way around and survive and that's just something that as a person as a fan of anime as a fan of just uh not even just heroes but like warriors right yeah. um i grew up a big fan of star trek the the klingons were always my favorite race and i always kind of said like yo like um you know the Saiyans are Dragon Ball Z's Cleons, right? Like in some degree, <laughs> right? So uh, that that's where I've always kind of like drawn that uh, sort of uh, correlation between the two and something I've always been a big fan of. But I just wanted to know because, you know, everybody has their own idea of what a Saiyan is, who the Saiyans are, and it's it's easy to get caught up in like the the simple parts of it, right? Like the parts that make you go like, oh, wow, like these guys are so strong. I really love how flashy they are in combat or like their skills or things like that. But at the end of the day, right, the, the Saiyans are just like this warrior race at first glance. But it's when you go deeper into that history that you realize like, oh, wow, like they kind of they kind of survived a lot before they ever got to a point of what we knew of them yeah. in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, oh what were you going to say, man? Not, 
I was I was really agreeing with that. Like people just view them as that that one thing that they seem to just strong and but they've been through some they've been through a lot. <laughs> I think it gets glo- I think it gets glossed over a lot too. But we're here to we're here to save the day and look, get y'all a little tapped in. Exactly, man. Let's go ahead and and let the people know what to expect on just not just what you see at first glance, but what's in those inner depths of what makes a Saiyan a Saiyan. Now, first, who are the Saiyans, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know that they're a humanoid, black-haired warrior race from planet Sadala, right? When it comes Mm -hmm. to that, the name Saiyan comes from the word Saiyajin, in Japanese, right? Saiyajin basically means Saya people, right? Jin is just like a, a suffix that they use for a race. Now, Saya is based off of the word in J- Japanese, Yasai, which means vegetable. So there <laughs> is where every Saiyan has a vegetable name pun for their names, right? It all literally comes from that. Even the pa- planet Sadala, planet salad like literally in every core of what makes a saying a saying like if they don't have a vegetable pun name you're not really a saying right so you know as funny as it is as goofy as it is like it's a big part of their characteristics right now what's not so commonly known is that the saiyans were originally a giant ape race who, once they gained intelligence, became humanoid. So it's thought that they were always originally in that Uzaru form. And along the lines of their evolution, they became humanoid, which kind of makes sense when you take into consideration um, how things played out in Dragon Ball GT, right? Where uh, you would have Goku transform into a giant golden ape, and only once he was able to regain his consciousness that he was able to transform into Super Saiyan 4. Uh, that's something that we'll be going into much depth uh, about later in the Saiyan uh, season. But it, it's just interesting that, you know, we see that sort of concept play out at a later point in the story. Now, when it comes to different feats that we have uh, about the Saiyans that are all sort of common amongst them all, You've got different feats like durability, key usage, um, the the fact that they can become stronger after a battle, the Zenkai boost, right? The fact that if you were to harm a Saiyan and get him to a point to where he's near death, as long as he recovers from that battle, he will gain a, a level of strength that is multiplied beyond what he originally had. And then, of course, the... The trademark tail that every Saiyan is born with. And with that tail, when a Saiyan views the light of a full moon, they're able to become a giant ape, also known as the Uzaru. D, what what are some of your takes on just like a lot of the the nature of the Saiyans? Uh, At first glance, they're really... Some rootless, cold-blooded warriors. Not even like I can say killers, and they are. <laughs> they were, but they, they're some ruthless barbarians for the most part. Um, the the way how they even came about, the way how they just came through and and conquered planets for the most part. Very old, very old, bit barbaric. 
Yeah, but for the most part, they they're 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 intriguing in the sense where their their strength mainly keeps them going throughout the whole series. Like for, for as long as they've been a people, their strength really has saved them from a bunch of n- nonsense. Because yeah, no, every step of the way, that strength is what's kept yeah. them alive. Uh, yeah. For as long as it was able to, right? Yeah, yeah, for exactly. Because, like, just think about it against a battle against somebody as as a smart race as the Tuffles. You know, you you gotta be really strong because the Tuffles are heralded as some some really smart individuals. So, for your strength to really carry 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 you to have your own planet multiple times, like, yeah, you gotta, I I gotta give it to them. Brute force. Fans were, were definitely uh, resourceful when it came to just using their strength um, and especially evolving along the way with knowledge of their abilities and how they would go on to conquer. Now, when it comes to their history, you know, a lot of times you can look at the Saiyans history and just kind of chalk it up to, okay, so, you know, they were on planet Vegeta there was the Sephurians, aka the Tuffles. At some point, they were on that planet. Then they no longer were. Eventually, Frieza is in charge of the Saiyans, and then you know we have the the genocide of the Saiyans during the Bardock special. But what if I told you there was just a little bit more that goes into that, not just you know from that glance, but even from more backstory and more of a, a standpoint of like, hey, like there, there's a story that can be followed with that history that sort of explains every step of the way of their path. Pretty interesting, right? Hell yeah. So what I want to do is basically give you you all a timeline today uh, that's going to go into the history of the Saiyans. Where that timeline starts is at age 238. Now, at that point, we're talking about this is a good 500 plus years before Dragon Ball. But at this point in time, the legendary Super Saiyan awoken, which led to a possible cataclysm on planet Sadala. It's believed that that cataclysm is what led to the migration of the Saiyans um, beyond their planet. The, the legendary Saber Saiyan Awakening was mentioned in a filler moment within the Namek saga um, of Dragon Ball Z. Of course, you know, we have the, the famous scene of Vegeta basically explaining, you know, like, hey, like there was the, the legendary Super Saiyan and he once existed all these years ago. Could Kakarot be the new legendary Super Saiyan? That's definitely a whole different topic for a whole nother time. But pretty interesting, right? When we have that in mind that even when it comes to the data books, we do have a specific point in time that we know the legendary Super Saiyan that is always mentioned by Vegeta originally did awaken and his power was so immense that they had to leave the planet. Pretty wild. Yeah. Now, the next point in history that we have for the Saiyans doesn't happen for about another 300 years which is around age 550. While the Saiyans were drifting in space, they find the peaceful and scientifically-led planet Plant, which is the home of the Sephurians, a.k.a. the Tuffles. You'd have to imagine, like, for the Saiyans at that point, right, like, they're still kind of like a, 
uh, a primal race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they, they barely are even able to travel the stars. Like who knows how they even got their hands on that ship, right? Yeah, we, we exactly. We don't know what they were doing <laughs> as far right. as we know. They, they, yeah. Tch- this is just this wayfaring race, just like out amongst the stars for like a whole three hundred years, man. Like, it's got to be wild that like they never found a planet to even call home for like this. You had entire generations of Saiyans that lived and died in space before they ever got somewhere. Pretty wild to think about, isn't it? Yeah. Now, later on in Age Five Fifty, the King of the Spurians on Planet Planet allows the Saiyans to cohabitate with them and gives them rule over their own encampments on several different parts of the planet. So we have this one point in time where the Sephirians were living in peace with the Saiyans. You know, they had their scientific cities um, where, you know, we see that they had high tech, uh, such as like weapons and like different satellite technology, uh, whereas the Saiyans kind of just like hung out, right? Um, During that point in time, the Saiyans began to reproduce and they developed further intellect on their own, which led to them being able to evolve at a faster rate. That then leads to their stronger thirst for strength and conquest sort of building up amongst the race, right? Because they've been kind of like living on this planet, chilling, but it's not like Saiyans live in peace, right? Yes. They were definitely like... All in their encampments, like fighting each other, like getting down to the nitty gritty, and uh, that that sort of caused them to realize, like, yo, uh, you know, we are a lot stronger than those guys down the block, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, about a good two hundred years passed from that, and then we finally get to age seven hundred twenty, right? Now, in age seven hundred twenty. Um, we have King Vegeta the third. This is the the third uh, king of the Saiyans at this point after they uh, landed on Planet Plant. And this guy Vegeta the third, he's a master strategist, um, which kind of helps change how the Saiyans sort of went about their lives, right? Yeah. Um, we can sort of assume that like King Vegeta the first and King Vegeta the second, while they were like the rulers of. Uh, the Saiyans, they they were really just okay with like, hey, yo, like we can share this planet, we'll become a, you know a stronger race ourselves, right? But like, really, no sort of full plans of conquest. But that Vegeta the Third gets oh, this idea. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he was spitting. Right? He, to, <laughs> he was like, hey, 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 you know. Uh, it would be really cool if we got them cities and shit. You know? <laughs> He's like, they got cars. I want cars. I want it. <laughs> I want it all. They got computers and shit. That, that sounds pretty cool. I think we can have that too. So his first order of business as king is to engage in war with the Sephirians and conquer planet planet. Right? The Sephirians, to fight back, they use their technology to sort of engage in war you know we can see at different points within dragon ball gt when they refer to the sephirian war um the saiyan sephirian war that you know they had tech like tanks guns uh different you know sort of laser cannons and things like that but the problem is that the saiyans 
are really good at guerrilla warfare. Yeah, All fun and two. You right on that one, brother. I mean, when, when, it's, when you think about the fact that it takes only five giant ape Saiyans to conquer an entire planet. Like, imagine the entire half of your planet is covered with, like, the, the whole known race of the Saiyans. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. So, like, no matter how many sort of weapons they had, you know, this wasn't, like, your, like, Attack on Titan where, like, they're like, hey, we got weapons to fight the giant guy. No. 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 Brother. no. <laughs> no. The Sephorians, the, the, the Tuffles, it didn't matter how hard they fought, no, no matter how much they threw at them. That civil war over uh, over planet plant eventually wound up with the Saiyans winning. Now, um, during se- this is all between years seven twenty to seven thirty, right? There's a ten year war that takes place. During that war, the Sephorians use their remaining technology and scientific prowess to create a biological life form that's a clone of the king of the Sephorians named Baby. Baby. Oh, man. Dr. Mew and Baby escaped Planet Plant during the war. And we don't hear back from them for about a good, like, 70 years after this. <laughs> Which but, is crazy, by the way. <laughs> right. But uh, pretty interesting to think that like, the Safarians, like, even though they're like a peaceful race, and it's known that the king of the Safarians was someone who was peaceful, right? Like, he was down for the Saiyans to sort of, like, chill on their, their planet, yeah. right? Um... They were like, hey, yo, we got a contingency plan. We have to do something to make sure that we can get revenge later down the line. And it makes perfect sense because Planet Plant, uh, being a planet that's of 10 times gravity, as we know, it's a difficult planet for the the inhabitants to live on that aren't Saiyans, right? So the, the indigenous people to Planet Plant, the Sephirians, they wound up being known as like a smaller race by stature because like that strong gravity, they're not like a warrior people. So they're literally like smaller than the Saiyans. But knowledge wise, they were way advanced as a culture and civilization. Um, <laughs> it's just like, you know, they might have had a million billion Sephirians on the planet. And let's say there was 1000 Saiyans. That's all it took. Yeah. That's all it took. <laughs> and it's really wild to think about that, right? Because it's just like, you can imagine that for those like 200 years from the time that the King of Sephirians allowed them to stay on the planet all the way to the Sephirian uh, Saiyan War, them boys was just biding their time, like saying like, all right, man, one day, one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, watch out. Right. We're gonna put you in the dirt. <laughs> now, interestingly enough, right? Um, we do also have another story that uh, takes place outside of the regular uh, baseline story of Dragon Ball, um, which is known as Dragon Ball Z: The Plan to Eradicate the si- Super Science. And in that story, we also have another story about the uh, Superian scientist, Doctor Raichi who completes a machine to sort of turn the tide in the war against the Saiyans named Hachiak, which, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's like a biochemical weapon to fight the Saiyans. It's basically baby before 
base. <laughs> exactly. Uh, of course, you know, uh, would we count that as like a full form of like actual part of their history? Uh, maybe not so much, but it is just good to to like know, like, hey, like, there we've had several stories about this sort of like Sufurian Saiyan conflict where the Sephorians make something to try to stop the Saiyans and it just doesn't work in total. But it's just really interesting that, you know, whether it be Baby or uh, Hachiyak, really similar sort of uh, story here. Same thing. It's really rehash. Yeah, yeah basically, right? They, they were like, yo, uh, we, we found a way to put this in the, the story proper. But uh, no matter which version we deal with, right, the remaining Sephorians were wiped out by the overwhelming force of the Saiyan's Uzaru army. The planet then is renamed Planet Vegeta after, after the royal line of the Saiyan kings in age 730. Interestingly enough, in both the plan for the super, uh, to eradicate the super science and in the baby saga, we're told that King Vegeta led the Saiyans in that war and just completely wiped everything like if, like, if it wasn't for him taking charge at that point like we probably would have had the science just like living on planet plant all right along the Sephorians. we'd have a whole different story <laughs> let's be real now before i move on with their history i do want to raise an interesting question to you right and like something that i don't really ever hear a lot of people um sort of like propose as a as a theory but Let's think about the fact that the Saiyans were on planet plant for like 300 years, right? Yeah. And they were sort of cohabitating with the Sephorians. Is it just in your own head canon, right? Let's let's not even talk about like actual history. Do you think there's any likely chance that the modern day Saiyans that we know are part Sephorian? That could be part. That's of course. That's, of course. Shoot. In my head canon, I believe that. In my opinion, King Vegeta may have been part Sephirian because his intellect, it like I get it. The previous kings of they 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 were a they were obviously they stood out, but King Vegeta, his intellect should it honestly it rivals a Sephirian. So, okay. so we're saying like King Vegeta the third, like once it yeah. got to him. Like, we noticed that change where he's, like, a lot more intellectual. Of, yeah. Uh, a strategist, which is something yeah, we didn't... A, st- a strategist. What's oh, the... Di- okay. what, 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 what changed so... What changed so much? Because at the end, of it, he is a Saiyan. Like, I get it. You could be a strategist all you want, but... Yeah. At the day, there was a whole formula for years that has been followed. How did it take this one guy? This one guy. Who's just magically... Just magically. Just magically smarter than... Other things. No, you raising a good question. Make, make make you think. Make you think. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, listen. The Saiyans are the Saiyans, right? They, I. It would be hard to believe that Saiyans didn't like take Sephorian brides. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, and especially if you're like King Vegeta, the first or the second. You know, like let's say you're trying to make good by the Sephorians by saying like, "Oh yeah, we're down to like cohabitate." Like, you know, let's. Let's join our people or some shit like that, right? Um, obviously, Dragon Ball is never that deep. Let's be real. But oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Like, for the sake of like headcanon, though, like it, it yeah. stands for reason. It really could have happened, right? Yeah. 
these now, are savages, by the way. Like, like, like he, true, right? Like that's just like look at any sort of like uh, commandeering race throughout history, right? Like, hate to say it, that that's what happens in war, right? Like that's just not not that I agree or like condone it, but it's just like that's when you look at history, that's kind of how it's always played out. Um, and even in like different manga and anime stories, we see that kind yeah. of happen. So just something sort of interesting to to think about. But moving on, after the age of 730, where the planet is renamed into planet Vegeta, King Vegeta III, it's thought that in age 731, only a year later, right, um, he forms a pact with the galactic emperor King Cold in exchange for resources, both scientific and militaristic. The Saiyans become part of King Cold's uh, army, and after having uh, conquered their own planet, he decides to say, hey, yo, you guys will work for me and decide to, you know, go about conquering other planets to be sold to the highest bidder. Pretty fucking bonehead move by Vegeta the third, don't you think? Like a year into his thing, he's got his own planet. They're chilling. They're doing their thing. And he's like, you know what? Yo, I like the cut of that guy, King Cold's jib. I like how he gets shit done. Why don't we join with him so that way they can give us some more tech, give us some more militaristic shit to work with. You know what I'm saying? We can spread throughout the, the galaxy and then, you know, sort of go out and fight. Because shit, we ain't got no fights here. What a, what a, <laughs> what a bonehead. <laughs> what a bonehead. Like, I, hey, man. King Vegeta, strategist. Smart guy. <laughs> He's a very smart guy. I mean, at least for the like, 10 years, he, he had it figured out, man. But, uh, who? Once, once he got that power, bro, my man's just kind of lost grip with reality, dog. Because I don't know what he was thinking, saying, like, yo, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, King Cole, we got to join up with him. Because it's like, bro. Yeah, we got to link up. It's not like we don't have the tech from the Tuffles or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, we, we need a rock. We need a rock with them guys. Those are the real shooters. Come on, dude. <laughs> who knows maybe king cole kind of strong armed him into it i who knows i don't know but it, we it, just because we don't have that that whole story we can only sort of surmise just based off of the timeline that we have here but it is just really interesting like dog y'all spent a whole 10 years after 300 years of sharing this planet just to conquer it and then within a year of having owned it you're like nah bro we rocking with the game. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, like maybe their relationship with King Cold wasn't that bad. This is what happened afterwards. <laughs> it's, it's it's this freezing, it's this freezing dude that we. That's the problem. When you 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 mess with a, another emperor, we don't know who's gonna be the successor. That's the whole thing. Because who knows? It could have all been good under King Cole. It could have all really been copacetic under King Cole, right? Yeah. But and then King Cole's like, oh, you know what? Me and my son. I'm giving this to my son. It's my flesh and blood. Here you go. And that's the whole problem because not only a year later, seven, age 732, King Cole denounces that he will leave his army under the rule of his son, Lord Frieza. The worst nightmare ever. <laughs> the worst thing that ever could have happened to the Saiyans. I mean, this man, Frieza, shows up, just straight up says, hey, what's good, y'all? Listen, 
uh, we got these things called scouters. Yeah, this Sephorian dudes had those, but we worked on that and made those even better. Sounds like y'all got some dudes hiding around. So let me show you how good these scouters work and just like straight blast some of their army. Just as, uh, a feat of strength, just to show the Saiyans. Like, no, listen, it, it's, it ain't, shit ain't sweet no more. It ain't safe. Y'all were, may have thought that y'all were like, you know, our army, our, our big, you know what I'm saying, our muscle. Not no more, bro. Listen, Lord Frieza, he got it. Yo, he, he, the way how he even came came down to, like, like it's just ingenious. He's a scumbag. Frieza's a scumbag, but it, it wasn't it wasn't just something that randomly just came to be. Like, look at the downfall of the Saints. Like, it's, you can't tell me, like, this was just something random. Like, this felt planned. <laughs> this felt planned. In my eye, this is my headcanon. Like, yo, this was planned from the get-go. <laughs> Right in the get go, my yeah. my guy, like that, that's the problem. Really, that's the problem. That's really the problem. They should have never did the deal with King Cole. I mean, yeah, King Cole, may he might have been a decent like from what we've seen. Like he, he's a, like a reasonable guy. Like when we saw him on planet Earth and he was interacting with Trunks, he wasn't too bad. <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, a scumbag, but he wasn't too bad. Like exactly, yeah. It's like, yeah, he pulled the little thing with the sword. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe he was mad his son just got killed, right? Like, that's yeah, regular reaction from but, a guy. But for the most part, like he was way more reasonable than Frieza. Frieza is a nutcase. <laughs> like, like a, a real nutcase. I'm gonna give you that for real. Yeah, yeah. Frieza unhinges shit. We never seen King Cold really, you know, what I'm saying push people around like that. I mean, sure, I'm, I'm certainly had to be ruthless. Frieza had to get this from somewhere, but at the very least, in that year where they was wrecking from King Cole, I'm pretty sure nobody feared, you know, the safety of their entire planet. Exactly. Nobody thinking about that. Maybe they're sipping the Kool-Aid like, you know what? We lit. King Cole kind of rocking with us the way how the Tuffles was rocking with us. <laughs> like, and then, which is funny because... What really? What they did happen to them? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That, that karma, that Dragon Ball karma. <laughs> later, my man. Uh, but interestingly enough, later that day, after Lord Frieza uh, announced his rule uh, of King Cold's Galactic Army, an infant by the name of Broly, who was the son of the Colonel Paragus in the Royal Saiyan Army, was found to have a power level higher than uh, that of the recently born Prince Vegeta the Fourth. Due to the King Vegeta III, seeing that baby as a threat to the Saiyan race and to all of Universe 7, he banishes Broly to a far-off planet of Bampa, where his father, Colonel Paragus, commits treason to rescue his son. Just a sort of a little side story here in this history of the Saiyans, but I promise you, this will be important later. Yeah, very important. <laughs> now, five years later, it's now age 737. A low-class warrior by the name of Bardock grows concerned as Lord Frieza summons the entirety of the Saiyan race to planet Vegeta. Bardock shares his suspicions with his wife, Kine, and surmises that Frieza is going to exterminate their race out of fear for the legend of the Super Saiyan and the Super Saiyan God. They take their youngest son, Kakarot, to Earth um, in hopes for his safety by placing him into a capsule for him to leave on his own. Later in uh, that same moment, Frieza destroys the planet after Bardock fails in an attempted coup to stop him. A message from Frieza's army goes out to Prince Vegeta, who was away on a mission with his comrades 
who included Nappa and Raditz, the older brother of Kakarot, that their planet had been destroyed by a meteor. Thus ending the uh, the tale of the entire Saiyan race outside of a handful of survivors. Now, listen, I know not really the most in-depth history there, right? Not not really a whole lot happens, but for what we do know, it we're set up for so many things that occur, not just throughout Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Super. I mean, this this action of this spacefaring race um, after leaving their own planet just had ripple effects on Universe 7. And, you know, even when it comes to just how things played out for our main characters, everything had a domino effect in how it affected the next moment. And it's really wild to see uh, and just how it's all played out over those shit 500 years. 500 whole full years. Pretty crazy, man. What are some of your takeaways just when it comes to the the history of the Saiyans that we know as a whole? Dickheads. (laughs) (laughs) Like like dickheads. Like, yo, I I get it. They're not like that. They really really drank the Kool-Aid. It's crazy how, yeah, you joined up with King Cold and you, you would think like, hey, I just had a whole two hundred year war with with Tuffles and I, I just I, I we committed treason. We we went up against them. We the ones that turned on them. Yeah. You'd think the you know, somebody like battle tested these these warriors, you know what I'm saying? You'd think they'd have the the belief of like, ah, that could never happen. like oh instead of this uh you know, it's it's plausible that, you know, they make it list. Like that was really for what we've been showcased, what we've been showed, it was never an idea. Like it never popped up in their head. Besides Bardock, how is he the one smart guy? The one smart guy. The one. The one guy. He's like, oh, you know what? I I, I feel something's not right. <laughs> in both versions, in both versions, both Bardock's like, you know what? Something's not right, yo. Something's not right. But but again, very prideful idiots. Uh I, I really don't understand how they thought shit was gonna hand like turn out for them. Uh, maybe again, they maybe they felt that they were strong, like they were on the same strength as King Cole and and Shul. Maybe they thought you know Frieza was gonna handle them good, but eh, the dumb, like the out of every sin that they've done for that whole five hundred years, that's the biggest sin ever. <laughs> like, that's the biggest sin, bro. That's like the biggest sin. It looks bad. It is really insane, man, because when it all comes down to it, like the Saiyans really, I don't know, man. I don't think they ever had any other way. Like they they don't, they never had any other path. You know what I'm saying? Like there was never going to be any other route for them as a whole. Right. Yo, that's a good point. Like really, honestly, destruction really was, the best, like that was the only thing written for them. It feels like, forget the story. Like just looking at the history, like, de- like somehow, some way, destruction was going to was going to fall to them. Like, like they were going to be destroyed. There's no doubt in my mind. Like maybe even if they didn't p- pair up against with King Cole, maybe Frieza gets on his bully 
decided no, and like I'm, I'm gonna hear I'm gonna destroy some monkeys. You know what I'm saying, like who knows? He's going monkey hunting, but uh, nonetheless, like they, they had nothing. I don't think they would be able to coexist in in the later years of the Jack and Ball world. I don't think so. Like death was imminent for them. Yeah, like, they, they couldn't get the universe six treatment. It's- and that's they didn't they even deserve that. They didn't deserve it, to be honest. Like I know we love sayings that are, that are presented to us in the story. Like everybody likes Vegeta, their Goku's, they're going. The sayings as a whole, they don't really deserve good things, man. They don't. Yeah. It, it, like it, no. <laughs> I mean, think about like the entire history that we like just went through, right? The only time anything ever went good for these guys was when they had one leader like two leaders down the line who was like hey y'all listen i got a plan you know what i mean like yeah like some two shiesty dudes like yeah man i'm I, hold on bro i think we kind of could take these dudes i'm about to steal like who are these guys it's just like it, uh, and listen Yo, they really didn't deserve. They're shiesty. Like how me as I'm looking to you on my planet. I'm letting you co coexist on my planet. Hey, you feel the need to like take over? Like what did we do? There's no and there's no part in a Dragon Ball history that shows that the Tuffles mistreated the Saiyans by any means. That's on no them. Exactly. Literally, and at no point did the Tuffles ever show any sort of like aggression towards them or anything and they were like yo look we'll give you entire like spaces on our planet for y'all to live on no biggie bro like no problem we know y'all was out there y'all barely was surviving out there bro y'all needed a a place to crash at come on here They let them that- chill on the couch for 350 years bro 350 years dude with an open arms, no war, no nothing, and then it took one genius, aka one idiot. We gonna we gonna get to King Vegeta because King Vegeta did not commit just one sin; he committed two sins. Actually, oh, yeah. well, like I, I could let I could let the tuffle thing slide because that's just how rulers that's just how rulers come to be. Like that's just how authoritarian folks come to be. Like. Yeah, I feel that we could we could do something for our race. Like that that's something that this is bound to happen. But sending Broly off to nowhere land for the sake of uh, he's a threat, aka nah, this dude's stronger than my son. <laughs> like, come on, dude, that's kind of petty. Yeah, and 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 it you know just years after you done destroyed a planet, you just coexisting with with the Tuffles when you have your own you have your own. You have your own resources. You stole them. <laughs> you stole them. Like you stole everything that the Tuffles had going for themselves. You stole them. Why did we have to par with these guys? You don't know nothing about these folks. And that's the thing that's nuts, man. Is that you know, King Vegeta the Third had full hope. Like, yo, my son, he's gonna be the one that frees us. From King, you know, what I'm saying from Lord Frieza and all this, he's gonna be the one that really gets shit straight, bro. Under bro. what grounds? <laughs> Under what grounds? <laughs> Vegeta found out y'all got murked, and he said, "Next, next, he don't care." Like, which I always try to tell for, like, yo, 
What's the next planet? He knew though? they were suck. He knew they were suckers. How <laughs> your prince is like, you know what? You don't feel bad. You don't want to get it back in blood. He knew y'all was suckers. I deserve that. I really did. I mean, I I firmly believe, man. Like that boy, Prince Vegeta. He knew. Listen, bro. Ain't nothing I can do about none of this, dog. I'm gonna chill here. I'm gonna get strong. I'm gonna get mine. Eventually, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take out Frieza, but not for them. For me, bro. I'm doing it for my for myself. I don't care about you suckers. <laughs> like I don't care about none of you. Hell what yeah. have y'all done for me? Hell yeah. And I don't blame him. I really don't. And I, the whole pride, like that. We'll, we'll get into it later after yeah, when we start yeah. talking about the other. But as far as the whole redeeming the Saiyans, what are you really redeeming, dude? <laughs> I don't really like. In hindsight, you don't really look. You don't really feel bad for the Saiyans because they did everything that they earned. That one. <laughs> All's fair in love and war, brother. <laughs> And I mean, that's really, you know, what? all's fair in love and war really is the, the one thing that surmises the Saiyans history in total, right? Yeah. They died how they lived, right? Oh, yeah. They were conquerors through and through. They thought they was going to do something by siding with uh, even stronger conquer, but what they realized later was that shit just wasn't sweet. <laughs> which is great. Which is crazy. Yeah, family. You died because these like, oh man, what a terrible imp- man. He might have been a great strategist, but as far as ruling goes, as far as oh man, terrible king, <laughs> terrible king. Absolutely, might have been, been a great general as far as war goes. Yeah, when it came you know to saying? war, he was that guy. But politics, no, <laughs> nah, <laughs> that was that wasn't him, man. King Vegeta the third. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, man. Tuffle smoking on your pack in in, in heaven. <laughs> For real. That, like all of y'all are just souls in in hell. The the Tuffles out there, they having a party in heaven. You Life know my sports. man, Doctor Mew was out there in space. He found out and was like, <laughs> <laughs> he had a cigar and everything. Like, huh? wouldn't happen to me though. <laughs> oh, man, man. I, I feel like. I, I can't feel like I I know like I said everybody loves the Saiyans they're cool but their history goes I don't feel bad for these dudes they got what was coming suckers <laughs> yeah at the end of the day I mean as much as I love the same characters that we wound up having in the story <laughs> the the guys that came from we can do without. Some goofballs, man. <laughs> Some real goofballs. Hey, King Vegeta, how did how did it feel to get bitched, <laughs> bitched by somebody as small as you? Like, because the whole the whole common point was like, yo, even when Goku looked at really like, yo, he's kind of small. You like the short guy? Like, how, how does it feel to get absolute hey, hey, bitched? <laughs> you know, they did say the the tuffles was small. Like, and y'all, and y'all, what was that? What was that? Was that the? Was that the? Oh man, these guys ain't. They ain't like that. They ain't tough. They ain't like they're no, bro, no, no. And I, what really hurts me when we watch well, season one, when we watch the episode of Bardock, that hurt the whole. When Bardock really tried to rally them up, 
that hurts my soul to make them like yeah, they made him look like they made Bardock look like he was on off that yerk. Like he was tweaking. Like he didn't know what the heck he was talking about. So these suckers really didn't have it in their whole brain. Like, like yo, these guys really might they really about to do what's in. Like that never came across their head. And that's sad. <laughs> that's really sad. For a warrior race, they might be the <laughs> Let me be nice. They might be the dumbest warrior race. The coolest, but the dumbest. Maybe just egotistical at that. Like, well, we're we're the we're Freeza's best workers. <laughs> what does that mean, yo? Yeah, what that mean, really? What's that mean? Oh, you're, you're my favorite. <laughs> and they're not slaves by any means. Not, like they weren't slaves, but like, in the eyes of Freeza's, like yo, you're you're my hardest working idiot. <laughs> like. That's really what it is. Cause he didn't view you guys as anything but in incoherent idiots, which is crazy. And I mean, there might be some accuracy about that one. Oh, yeah. But in the long run, listen, the history of the Saiyans is just sort of set up for all of the great stories that we're going to be covering, all the great histories that we're going to be going over this season. Next week, we'll be starting with the Saiyan who was sent to Earth, Lil Kakarot himself, Son Goku. Hell yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. It's going to be really, really fun, man, because uh, I'm going to be really happy to go over his history and then, uh, you know, maybe some uh, some opinions about my man. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. I'll put it that way. I'll, I'm here to put on the Goku cape next week. Oh, y'all already know me, man. I, I I'm a Goku stan. So all I, I heard, I heard what y'all been talking about on on the internet. I heard y'all. I heard what y'all been saying. Yeah, we see I'm here to end that, yo. It's over. We're here to answer. It's over. All the way over. We're here to answer my boy. Because I'll tell you, I tell you what, Goku's a good ass man, I'll, and that's all I'm gonna say, man. Hell yeah, great guy. Great guy. Humanitarian of the year. Yeah. Goes to him. That way for now. But you know what I'm saying? As always, thank y'all so much for joining us, man. We're really back to be here for season two. It's your boy Jay. Man, it's your boy D. Yo, we back. <laughs> That's right, man. Subs live, doves live. We don't. We, we out don't. This bitch. We all We out of here. <laughs>